European distributors, Egwitor Swenson. Hi, darling. Hello, Barbara. So how's work going? I, I'm not interrupting you, am I? Nah, it's okay. You never talk about work. Is it that awful? No. Tell me. No, trust me, honey. You don't want to know. Yes, I do. Believe... Edward, I'm not a child, so don't treat me like one, okay? Okay. In this film, there's a scene where a woman gets raped by a beaver and then shot in the head with a bazooka. Oh, Edward, that's disgusting. Well, no, I, I you can't believe to... you're telling me this. Honey. Well, it's awful. A beaver? It's perverted. Honey, I'm doing it for a good cause. Please. I know, and I love you for that. That's an excellent penis you have. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. It is episode 244. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we ask our favorite films to, uh, why don't you go over there and take a seat, because we've got some questions for you. In. To catch an editor. Hi, I'm Chris Hansen. I'm Chris Hansen. <laughs> Welcome back to To Catch an Editor. Now you, now you showed up with a plate of cookies and a roll of film. What were you planning on doing here today? Uh, I'm just going to go to the park, and I swear I've never done this before, man. I actually have the printed out transcripts right here. Uh, <laughs> I was... According to this text message, you planned on cutting and splicing into this 13-year-old film? <laughs> this is. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Mike. Hi, James. How are you? Good. Oh my god! I watched a couple of episodes of Catch a Predator like beforehand to see if I got that intro part right. right? <laughs> and I was watching the one where the dude like came to he thought it was a fourteen year old boy, and this guy came. He showed up. He stripped down completely naked, with a case of beer, and just sat in the kitchen waiting for this kid to come out. Yeah, who does that? De- definitely <laughs> who not. Who does that? Definitely not me. <laughs> no. No. You sure? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced. Um, yeah, like, I was, like, who does that though? Why do I, I, the best thing, the best thing is that Chris Hansen walks out, and he's the guy's got his back to him, and you see Chris Hansen just come out of the the back room, and he's just kind of standing there, and he's just perplexed. He's like looking at this guy. He's like, what the what the actual fuck? What are you doing? And, and he starts off by going, "You got to explain this to me." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it shouldn't be that funny because we're talking about a sexual predator, but it's fucking hysterical. Well, it's funny because now that guy's in prison. Oh, yeah. Which is, you know, as it should be. Uh. <laughs> and, I, and I hope there's men just coming up to him completely naked and expecting them to do to return the favor. Have, right? you, have you seen that there's a dude here in Michigan who he's like he's he's fed up with um like child predators not not getting not getting caught like not getting caught just not getting caught so he has a youtube channel mm-hmm. it's all it's all michigan it's exclusive exclusively in michigan where he he Is pretends anything, anything local here i'm not gonna tell this story on air just because i but there's 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 one particular story that uh i i know the person who oh. was so I'm not gonna tell it. Do I know the person? No. Okay. But I just don't. It's it's not like I it's not like I would mind telling it. It's just like I don't feel like getting into it on on the show. 
Okay. But uh, yeah, it was disturbing to say the least. And then, so I ended up, that was the first video that I saw was of this person that I know getting caught. And uh, <laughs> and so I went down the rabbit hole on this guy's channel. He's doing the, he's, Lord's, he's doing he, the Lord's work. He's doing the Lord's work and he's doing the work that the police should be doing. It's it's dangerous. Oh, sure. Because you never know, who, you know, you never know if somebody's carrying a gun or, and if they get desperate, they're not, they don't want to go to prison. Oh, sure. But he fucking he confronts these people. Oh, they're, and he, they're... he he like catfishes them. He he'll talk to them on Snapchat and stuff like that, and he pretends to be a you know fourteen year old girl or boy or whatever. Oh, and you know these guys are walking into these situations completely full cocked. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Inappropriate, but yeah, it's uh it's pretty fascinating to watch. And he's just a he's just a dude. He's just I think he's got to be like twenty six, twenty seven or something. So this something. means that you know two people. That have been picked up for unfortunately for minors. We yeah. know one together. Yep. Yep. That's, yeah. That's not a story we're telling on, on air. No. <laughs> there is no place for us to tell that. But um, uh, to be yeah. clear, it's neither one of us. Oh yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so, that's, that's important. <laughs> I, th- I think it's important that we say that. Um. Um. And to and to also to be clear, these were not like best friends of ours or anything like that. No. We don't. Of, we don't. Was, we don't run with that kind of crowd. One of them was. Fairly close, at least for a while, um, which made it even more shocking when we found out about it. Yeah, you know. So to, to me, he was always more of an acquaintance. You, I knew him, but I worked with him. But you knew him quite I, well. I, I did extracurriculars with him. That sounded terrible. <laughs> and the and the funny, not those kind of extracurriculars. And the funny thing is, with the title of our of our show, to catch an editor, kind of kind of applies. Oh, <laughs> oh, because he was involved in the film world. Oh. <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about gross people. We're talking about editors. Okay, so we're talking about gross <laughs> but, people. We're not but talking but about, you, you repeat yourself. We're not talking about predators. We're talking about editors. There ah, you go. That's the one. Ah, that's yes. the one. Um, yeah. We didn't officially do our, It felt weird to not say who we are because I said your name and no. then you said my name. What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. There we go. That feels <laughs> that feels better on the tuckus. It's like when you it's like it's like running and jumping off of the opposite foot of what you normally jump oh, yeah, it's off weird, of. Right? What foot do you jump off of? Uh right. Do you? Yeah. Really? Yep. I wonder if that's a, a do most people jump off of the opposite of their Well, I'm left handed, but I do almost everything right, so I don't know if that really applies to me. I'm pretty ambidextrous with most things. And I'm right I'm right handed. And I do a couple things left-handed. No, not that. <laughs> unless I'm feeling, unless I'm in the stranger mood, you know. But uh, yeah, I jump off my left foot. Okay, I get that. Not that I, not that's not fascinating or anything. It's just, I, it's just, it's just a little bit of information about me. A little peek behind the curtain. Nice. Um, nice yeah. Job. So anyway, bud, what's been going on? Not a whole lot. I um, I fell victim to. Uh, <laughs> To the fucking racket that is the the fucking government this week. How'd you do that? So I'm fucking. I get the, to work. The government. The government. I get to work, and uh, I realize, oh shit, I was supposed to go pick up a birthday cake from a bakery down in uh, Gross Point, right? Yeah. So I get to work or whatever, and I immediately turn around, and I'm turning. Down, I don't know where I'm going. I have the uh, address in my GPS, and I'm looking at my GPS. I'm on a side street. There's a street called Maumee. I don't know if you know where that is in Gross Point, but it's like a I sort of. Ma- I think it's ma- Maumee. It's like sort of. It's like <laughs> ma- Maumee sounds ma- like it. Maumee sounds like you're requesting some sort of sexual act. <laughs> oh yeah, Maumee. <laughs> 
<laughs> mow me. Um, yeah, no. So I'm I'm turning off of the side street onto this other like sort of like like step up from a side street type yeah. street. And I'm paying attention to my GPS. And in my new car, this is a bad excuse, but in my new car, mm. I'm still not completely used to how hard I have to push the gas pedal to get up to speed. So I'll find myself like on the free, I'll find myself on the freeway going like 90 when I think I'm doing 70 still. Uh, right? It's like don't you ever stuff. look at your speedometer? I mean, I do, but I'm shut up. My point is this. <laughs> my point is this. I wasn't really paying attention because I'm paying attention to where I'm going, and I got up to speed a lot faster than I thought. And it turns out the uh, speed limit is 25 on that street. And oh. I was going 37. Oh. So, and of course, right as I turned on to, to Mommy, there's a cop right fucking there because it's the only street in the area that's 25 miles an mm-hmm. hour, don't you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a speed trip. And uh, yep, I got nabbed for it. Did and you? I'm fucking pissed. I haven't had a ticket in probably close to 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. I've had a really, really clean record. Yeah. Okay, I I was completely upfront with the dude. I was like, "Listen, I was looking at my GPS. I didn't realize I had gotten that fast already. Like it, was, it just happened so quick. Uh-huh. Whatever. I'm like, it was a complete, honest to god accident, just a glitch in the matrix kind of thing, right? So I'm like, this guy's gonna let me off. I, I have a clean record. Ever just give me a fucking warning. Then I realized, oh, it's the end of the month, uh, which you know is quota time. Yeah. Of course, gives me a fucking $150 goddamn speeding ticket. So now I have to go to court I mean, in the you... middle of July, though, to get it knocked down to impeding traffic so I, so I don't get points on my license. Yeah. Here's the fucking racket. Because, of course, oh, they'll knock the points off, but you're going to pay $50 more in fines. Why? Because that's the deal. Oh. The impeding traffic, uh, impeding traffic ticket is more money than the speeding ticket. Okay. So the racket is, the racket is either... You're going to pay me, pay us one hundred and fifty dollars, mm-hmm. or you're going to pay us two hundred dollars. They mm-hmm. get their money no matter what. It's a fucking racket. Yeah, I hate it. yeah. But if you got the points, your insurance would go up. No, but that's what I'm saying though. They, so that's why they know everybody's going to come yeah. and end up paying more. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. And the cops like, yeah, just come to, just come to court or whatever. I'll be there and I'll work with you. We'll get this knocked down. I'm like, yeah. If you wanted to fucking work with me, don't give me a goddamn ticket to begin with. Peace. You were speeding, dumbass. Listen, you were going twelve miles an hour. Listen. I I have no sympathy for you here because I live on that street right there uh-huh. and I fucking I watch people drive too fast down it every single day. Sure. And I wish that more of them would get tickets. No, I, and I, get, I have no sympathy for I you. I 100% get that, but I feel like when your record's been clean for like 10 years though, that gives you a pass for at least one. It's still going to be on your it's still going to be on your record for for that you got pulled over. So if you get pulled over again within is it really? six months to a year, oh, yeah, does that everything. stand your record oh, yeah, that course. you got pulled over? Of course it Even does. Even if they let you off with a warning? Of course it does. Oh, yeah. shit. Every time your license get ran, I believe it stays in their system. I don't know the ins and outs so, of this stuff because I don't get pulled over. But the point is, <laughs> if it's not, which I'm pretty sure that it is, but if it's have not. I because I'm going to get pulled over. Yeah, you are. I don't know. If it's not, it should be, and then they can look mm-hmm. it up, and then if you get nabbed again, then yeah. it's an automatic ticket. Yeah. But it's like, there's, say, come on. Listen, like, hold not on. Everybody, not everybody <laughs> who gets who gets caught speeding is like a habitual speeder, though. You know what I'm you, saying? Like, you were due, though. You were. Why was I due? Because you, in the past, like, 10 years, you've had a couple of situations where you got really lucky for being let off by the cops. When? I'm not going to get into them on the show. But I mean, are you talking about in Gross Point? No, there was one. There was one on on Grossbeck, and you turned on the cast. Remember? No. <laughs> and then, 
and then the one down here where you got put in the back of the cop oh, car those, at Seven yeah, Eleven. Yeah, okay, okay, now I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, those are two. Those are two two instances where you probably should have gotten tickets. No, because no, the one where I got put in the back of the cop car after we got back from the concert was stupid because it was a lights violation, and I turned my lights on three houses past yours, and the and the cop didn't see me because I passed the T in the road. Uh huh. So that no, that was that's bullshit. Hundred percent bullshit. <laughs> Listen, point, three, point three houses is like 50 yards. You could have you could have hit somebody in that time with your lights off. The point is this, though. My karma did get up to me because yesterday, the day after this happened, mm-hmm. I almost died twice going to work Yeah, because of stupid fucking people on the goddamn freeway. Yeah. None of which was my fault. Sure, of person, course. Person in front of me on the fucking uh, speeding lane or the fast lane uh-huh. slams on their brakes because they weren't paying attention to the person in front of them. Okay. who were, wasn't going as fast as them. So this guy was just speeding up on this, on this other dude's ass. Mm-hmm. I was keeping up with him. Yeah. Slams on his brakes. I skid, mm. stopping from like 75 down to like zero. I skid. My car starts to fishtail. Literally down to zero? Almost to a you complete stop. You came to stop. a stop yeah. on oh, yeah. the freeway? Jeez. Complete stop, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that happened. Because the guy in front of me did it too because he thought everybody was stopped in front of him. He yeah. almost caused this huge accident. Two people behind me, one went to the left, one went to the right oh, in, into the middle lane. Luckily, there was no one there. Yeah. And then about five minutes later, I get all the way over to the right lane to get off to my exit. And this fucking kid, I've been in this lane for a good solid minute, minute and a half or whatever. Mm -hmm. Fucking kid in an SUV just starts coming over into my lane right next (laughs) to me, pushes me onto the shoulder almost far up to where my tires were on the grass. I feel like you have that happen to you more than anybody I I drive a big old fucking orange car. How can you not see me? You get pushed (laughs) off the road a lot, it seems. I don't get it. By dumbasses. Yeah, I don't get it. So like, But I like literally lost control of my car for a second, though. And like, I was white-knuckling and shaking. Well, it's been raining the past few days. so it's, Yeah, it was yeah, fucking scary. It scary. was real scary. But anyway, though, yeah, that's how I've been. <laughs> cool, man. Um, how, was your, uh, how was your time out on the water with your, your pop? It was good. Yeah. It was very good. We explored uh, the abandoned Belle Isle Zoo. That looks cool, man. Well, I want to go do that. When I say explore, we, we're on the... On the, the the riverway through the old zoo, which is cool because Still looked really cool. You're you're not supposed to be like you can get a ticket now that Belle Isle is ran by the um, uh, DNR hmm. and not not the city. Mm-hmm. If you get caught going back there now, you're arrested straight up. Even on the river? No, no. Like if you're on the like ground though, and like, you yeah. hop the fence or go back into okay. the fenced off areas, you'll get arrested. Right, like hands down. Sure. So on the waterways it's almost kind of like the 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 workaround yeah. so you can kind of go back there and see all the old walkways that are falling apart and shit you're like you're right up next to the old enclosures and all that like yeah it looked really cool the and pictures there was, you were sending and there was one part where the fence mm-hmm. there was a gate on the fence right mm-hmm. at the waterway and it was completely open my brother's like just come back here at when you know in the winter when everything's frozen over you could walk on the ice and just yeah. go right back in yeah, there because the dnr is not going to be out there at that point well they might be in fairness there's ca- and there's cameras everywhere back there now too so is there? yeah that being said though still pretty fucking cool. you know i wonder how many like how often uh, places like that will put up like cctv cameras mm-hmm like dummies though to just make it look scary probably like oh you're being watched probably but like are you really but the dnr doesn't fuck around they don't i don't think someone's i don't i doubt that anybody's watching them (laughs) like you know 100 percent of the time but they're running like in case they ever need it like they find something they can go back and check the footage or sure sure well but you're not going to go back there and like destroy shit you know you just go and explore no just because if I break in, if I break into your house, if I'm not stealing or destroying anything, do you still want me in your house? Um, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. 
Because if you were in my house, you'd probably set up some kind of cool scavenger oh, hunt or something like that's that. That's true. Or put a picture of Nicolas Cage somewhere in my house that I'm bound to find eventually, but haven't yet, even though it's been two years. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. What about you? What's your, uh, your uh, camping trip? How's our that? camping trip was lovely. Oh, yeah? That place is great. Wagner Park? Mm-hmm. We need to go there. There's a. I think Aaron sent you pictures of uh there's three rustic cabins yes she did. on like a private beach mm-hmm. area yep we need to try and get those i'm down for it and uh have our own little private beach for the weekend just at, me and you at, yeah just us <laughs> just yeah we'll do the show oh we could bring all the <gasps> court equipment and do a show like on the road yeah dude we could totally do that in the haunted woods of wagner park oh my god of of harbor beach dude i'm into this i'm into it as well Set it up outside by the campfire. We'll never do this, so... No, never. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, it was fun, though. The kids had a great time. Uh, got to go to the beach and, you know, just enjoy Call her. wife that. Enjoy her, so... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, it's disrespectful. Yeah. yeah, it was a good time, though. Uh, anything um, else? Um, we, had a bu- we ate a bunch of hot sauce. I was say, night. how was your morning? Um, my morning was okay. It wasn't until later in the day where the bomb made its, yeah. its return. Yeah. So I was I was smart enough to stop. I made the mistake of not eating before uh, we before went, we did this. We went over to our buddy John's house and we had he had twenty eight hot sauces. No, we did thirty eight. I thought twenty eight. It was it was, was twenty eight. Okay, it was seven groups of four. Oh, that's that's, that's um, true. Okay. 28 hot sauces that we tried. Um, There's a lot of hot sauce. Yeah. Really, none of them were that bad until we got to the bomb, which we had second to last. So that that particular hot sauce is it's it's on hot ones. Mm-hmm. And we, we did it on the first one that they, we did for the show. They say that the last dab is supposed to be the hottest one. The last dab is not that hot. The bomb is hot as fuck. Yeah. And it's and it's it has extract in it too. So it just sits in your, it like coats your mouth and just sits there and it's awful. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, <laughs> and then I made the mistake of mixing up the paper towels that I was using <laughs> and I ended up wiping the inside of my nose with a couple drops of the bomb. So then my nose felt like a, a white hot ball of, <laughs> it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like it was painful. It was like this numb, but like, you it felt was, like you were wearing one of just, those clown noses. It just, but it right? it felt like it felt like heat, but it didn't hurt. It mm-hmm. was like a a ball of heat in the middle of my face, but it did not hurt. And then I get home and I take out my contacts. I must have still had some on my oh, on my God. hands, and my eyes are fucking burning. I'm like, no. Oh, so it damn. it's been a rough uh, it's been a rough 24 hours for me. And then, like I told you uh, earlier, the bomb did make its return. And it wasn't happy about coming back. Yeah, so. yeah. That's um, that's the thing that'll happen. That's a that's a thing that'll happen. And it burns, <laughs> burns, burns. Burn the ring of fire. fire. Yeah. The ring of fire. Yep. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> Mike Mike uh, did not do twenty eight. No. Hot so I made did I, I made the mistake of not eating beforehand, and my stomach was not having it. If I ate one more piece, you. Like, You've done this enough times that you should know by now that you I need to eat food before you I was, do a hot sauce I was challenge. approaching it like, oh, this is dinner. Like, I wasn't even thinking about eating. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it. <laughs> oh, you dumb bastard. Whatever. What are you going to do? All right. Uh, speaking of making terrible mistakes, yep. let's get into some corrections from last week. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James. A couple things we got wrong from last week. Actually, more than a couple. 
I don't know about you, but uh, yeah, I was kind of dumb last week. Oh wait, this one we're gonna start with you actually. Uh, you're kind of dumb every week, That's to be true. fair, That's but true. it doesn't always warrant a correction. Koalas are not high all the time. Uh, yeah, I I uh, I read that koalas are. Stupid as fuck, though. I did. <laughs> well, that's I did confirm that that thing that that thing about them not knowing whether, like, if you give them eucalyptus yeah. on a plate, mm-hmm. they'll just look at it because they have no idea what it is. What's this? <laughs> they are also stupid because eucalyptus is very, very low in any sort of nutritional value, mm-hmm. and it's very hard to chew. So the reason that koalas sleep nearly 20 hours a day and the reason that they don't move very fast and the reason that they basically just spend their time sitting around in trees all day is because they get almost no nutrition from the one food that they eat sweet because they're stupid (laughs) as fuck they have smooth brains they don't have any wrinkles in their brains wow and apparently you know the wrinkles is it's where all the head thinking comes from (laughs) (laughs) where all the brain smarts comes from so uh nice nice yeah, koalas are dumb as shit. All right, uh, moving on here. Uh, there is a Mortal Kombat porn parody. Is there? That is just called, and I quote, Mortal Kombat uh, XXX parody. I hate that shit, man. What? Be more creative. No, well, I was saying uh, XXX, not an XXX. <laughs> it's a uh, XXX parody. <laughs> <sighs> but totally a missed opportunity to not call it Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Such a missed opportunity. Or 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 more I, I like Mortal Mortal Comeback. Why well, comeback? Come, come, come back. Coming on the back. Yeah, but comeback's more the fun. Yeah, comeback. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Um also uh <laughs> the babysitter books by R.L. Stein are yes. not part of the Fear Street. Okay. They are their own series consisting of four books, and I remember at least one of them was awesome. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. Um, excellent. Um this is not uh what the fuck? This pisses me off right here, because so I was reading. I I wanted to know if that if there were any animals that intentionally get high. So I ended up on National Geographic. There's quite a few actually. Yeah. I ended up on and I was just gonna bring them up just for fun. I I went on NationalGeographic.com. It wants me to put in my yep. email address. So I did earlier. I put in fuck yourself at hotmail.com, and then it allowed me to go into the sure. Uh, um. And now they're telling me that I have to do it again. Well, yeah, because they know you troll them, James. <laughs> Fuck you <laughs> at gmail.com. Here we go. All right. Um, so, animals that get high. Would you like to hear these? I would love to. Intentionally? I would love to. Uh, so the reason for this, the reason for this, uh, this article is because people thought that coyotes were intentionally getting high by eating magic mushrooms. Uh, in San Francisco, which is is not true, mm-hmm. uh, it's more more than likely somebody actually fed the coyotes through a car window some magic mushrooms, which is sort of funny and sort of not at the same time. Well, it's sort of funny, but really not. That's, that's, <laughs> right, that's, right. That's what, that's what it is. Uh, so reindeer in Siberia, oh, they get high on magic mushrooms. Well, yeah, they live in fucking Siberia. <laughs> yeah, there's really nothing else to do. <laughs> So, uh, biologists have documented reindeer getting high enough to fly Santa's sleigh, causing them to act almost as if drunk, running around aimlessly, making strange noises, and twitching their heads. In fact, a few researchers have argued that the combination of reindeer and hallucinogen mushrooms is the original, or is the origin for Santa's story. Oh. That's kind of funny. Uh, Wallabies. (laughs) Wallabies. Uh, Wallabies eat poppy. (laughs) 
Oh, so, so they're hardcore. So drug they're addicts. hardcore, <laughs> hardcore druggies. Um, the rough tooth, the roughed, the rough toothed dolphin. Oh, so I don't know if you've ever seen videos of dolphins doing this, but dolphins will actually play. It's it's kind of like they're playing volleyball with a puffer fish. Yes, I have seen that. Um, some biologists believe that. Uh, there was this biologist, uh, marine let me biologist. Guess, let me guess. Let me guess that they're doing that because every time they hit the puffer fish, they get poked a little bit and they get high. Right. It's uh, so odd behavior. Given given so that they're the sharing pu- needles. Given that the saying. given that the puffer puffer fish produce tetro tetro tetrodotoxin, um, one of the most toxic and lethal substances known on Earth. Steiner hypothesized in 1995 research paper that the dolphins were consuming minute amounts of tetrodotoxin to get high. So they're sharing, they sharing needles on a pufferfish. Yeah, which would, that wouldn't surprise me at all because dolphins just seem like they would get high. Yeah. Um, domestic cats. Aren't, out. Dolphin, aren't dolphins one of the only animals that have sex for pleasure too? I believe so. So and doing I, drugs and having sex for pleasure, they're like humans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, domestic cats obviously get uh-huh. high on uh, catnip. Mm-hmm. Domestic dogs, I didn't read this far. What do they get high on? Uh, Their human stash. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what it says. <laughs> that is exactly what it says. It says something about them eating pot brownies and shit like that. So, yeah, there's some animals that get high just for fun. There you go. Um, awesome. And that's all I have okay. for corrections. Sweet. Uh, cool. Let's. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, are you gonna you gonna run I'm off gonna and get the I, get the beer? So a couple of weeks ago, Uh-oh. we had two weeks in a row. Okay. That. We're in the running for best beer can we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a new winner. Mm. I'm going to call it right now. We have a new winner. I'll be the judge of that. But uh, so this week on to, to catch an editor, we watched two movies that uh, revolve around movie editors. Very specific. Uh, I, if you had asked me last week if there were two movies, two horror movies. Based on movie editors, I probably would have told you no, because why would you make a horror movie about a, a, a movie editor? But apparently, this is a thing that exists, and we found two of them. And uh, so one of them is The Editor from 2014. Correct. Which is sort of a giallo parody movie. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and then uh, Evil Ed from 1995. Yep. yep. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What even is this, dude? Yep. yep. Uh, like this might be the single great. Like, this is art. Is there a? It's on the side. This looks like a. This looks like a. Um, I wonder if there's an artist labeled here. This looks like a a metal album cover. Right. Yeah. No. It, yeah. One thousand percent. Yeah. You can see the. You can see the artist name down here. Yeah, I can't make out what it is though. Yeah, because it's because it's written in crazy metal. Yep. But. Uh, Oh, it's a uh, pyroma- pyromaniac or pyro pyromalic. Yeah. Pyromalic, yeah, something like that. We'll look it up. Or pyromalis. That's an S at the end. I think it's py- oh, I think it's pyromalis. Yep. yep, you're right. Um, this looks this looks like a uh, uh, I can't Sapper- like a can like a cannibal corpse cover. I was gonna like say saprogenic. Saprogenic, yep. yeah, hands down. Oh, totally, dude. What is this even called, though? Uh, oh, it's called. Night- oh, wow. it's called. It's from Nightmare Nightmare Brewing, I believe. Nightmare Nightmare Brewing. This is amazing, dude. This is called Slow Slicing, <laughs> an Asiatic style sour ale soured on mandarin oranges, cucumbers, and lemongrass with 
yuzu and rice sugar. We haven't had a beer with yuzu in it in a long time. Um, wow, dude, that's rad. That was yeah. A, uh, was so, I right? You know, was I right? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. This that's can, can, we've yeah, had this so far. can is so good. There's a uh, few other of these nightmares that I've seen at the store too. So, I've been so I used to, I used to take pictures. Uh, I used to take pictures of the beers and then and then post them on Instagram before I got super lazy. I'm gonna go back to actually taking pictures of the beer. You should. And this is a good one to start on because Absolutely. this can is uh, truly awful to look at, but also really great at the same time. We this should probably describe what yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so this is, <laughs> it's slow slicing. Uh, there is, um, going from left to right here, there's a body up on, uh, on what would you call that? It's almost like an easel. It's almost like an easel, but you know what I'm wondering? Is this supposed to be sort of the same thing as Jesus and the two thieves? <laughs> I don't know because it's kind of it's kind of what it looks like, just not on crucifixes. Um, I don't know or crosses rather. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make well, any claims here because I don't know for sure. It looks like it looks like a scene out of Cannibal Holocaust. It really is, does. Is basically, what it looks. Yeah, like. Yeah. So there's a body on the left here. I like how it's it's all black and gray except for the blood is all red. Yep. Um, and, and it's kind of got of like a metallic finish to it. So there's a body on an easel, like missing a leg, and his ribs are all exposed, and mm-hmm. his eyeball is falling out. And then you see death right there to the right of him. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? I did. Death with his giant scythe. 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 Yep. Scythe. How you say it? Yep. And then uh, off to the right, there's another dead body with uh, um, a few blades coming from off, uh, off, off, like to the side of the picture. That one is cutting his arm off, and one is slicing his ear off. <laughs> And then right in the middle, you've got a close-up of a dude's face, and his mouth is all ripped apart. Yeah, he's being like slowly filleted. Oh, it's a machete or something like that coming <laughs> down from his lip. This is awful, dude. Oh, dude, and you know what? This, they said this was made with Asiatic yeah. cops. Uh, if you look in the background behind Death, it's the temple. So very on, uh, very on brand here. Oh, look at that. Very on brand. So this is for okay. I've never even heard of Nightmare Brewing before. Uh, brewed and canned by Dorchester. Oh, so it's Dorchester Brewing Company, Boston, Massachusetts, for Nightmare Brewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, distributed by twelve percent. And what is the actual AB um, alcohol? Is eight point three percent. Nothing, not too crazy. And it's a full pint. It's a. F- oh, I'm gonna get out my little. Uh, what do you got? Got my fancy little leather sleeve for my pint glass. Ooh, do it. Okay, she's pretty light-bodied when, uh, on the pour. She's got a light body. She's got, oh, she's got wings. Oh, she's got wings on her. I can't get this. There's not a, not a big smell to it, actually. Actually, what does it smell like? It smells... Uh, it smells like yuzu. It's lemon it's lemongrass. Lemon I think you're yeah. smelling the lemongrass. Yep, I was going to say citric, but yeah, 1,000%. Dude, you got to make me one of those sleeves. I want one. I have a few sitting in my basement right now, yeah. so I'll give you one. Yeah, you should. Even though I sell these for forty dollars. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Just the sleeve. Hell yeah, dude. Forty fucking dollars. Yeah, people, you're shitting me. People pay for them do you, too. Do you put the glass in with it? No. People pay forty dollars for this fucking sleeve. <laughs> you are you are a goddamn scam artist. That's right, I am. Cheers. Cheers, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to uh, to industry. Hmm. Let's go. That is ooh. Mm, very tart ooh. on the finish, too. <laughs> but <it's> a, <laughs> that hits late, dude. We both went to go talk and then pulled back because that tartness on their that on is, the palate. That is so sour it's in the finish. There. It's really good, though. It's like drinking like lemon juice. Oh, and it's then like there's something. Are you juice. getting like another flavor come, like 
like coming <laughs> after the sourness wears off, there's another flavor that like creeps in a little bit. The uh, the sourness though is wow. This is this is a really good sour. I don't know what that is. Holy that's shit! Creeping in rice. Oh, maybe it's rice sugar. It's almost got like a um uh uh like a sake sort of taste to it. Um, yeah, I can see that. You know who would like this? Our friend Nicole. She oh likes, yeah, she, she likes sours. sours. I'm sure she would just love the can too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there we go. Good pick this week. This is the type of can where if I showed this to my mother-in-law, she might have a heart attack. Oh yeah, mine too. My my mother would just be like, "Oh, Michael." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, that's what we're drinking. Delicious. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. All right, so uh, last week, like right on the heels of us recording, uh, there was a death that came uh, came over the wire, and uh, we just missed it by a couple of hours last week. Oh, really? Uh, and that death is John Paragon. Uh, John Paragon was 66 years old. I did not see a cause of death for him, uh, but uh, relatively young at 66. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the longtime collaborator and writer for Elvira, oh, okay. uh, penning the scripts for Mistress of the Dark, Haunted Hills, Movie Macabre. Uh, 13 Nights of Elvira, The Elvira Show, I'm pretty much everything she did. assuming you meant macabre. Macabre, yeah, sorry, right, macabre. Right. Um, but yeah, everything that she did, he pretty much had a hand in. Yeah. Uh, he was also in front of the camera uh, on a little show called the Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse. Really? He was Jambi the Genie. Jambi. Jambi the Genie, yeah. Really? So that was him, yep. Jambi so, the Genie wrote the Elvira, or... Everything. Co-wrote the Elvira. Her entire career. Really? Yep. That's... Longtime collaborator for uh, for that's, Cassandra Peterson. That's really funny, dude. But uh, yeah, so like I said, I did not read what he died of at sixty six. I have to imagine either he was sick or it was a heart attack or something. Uh, I don't know that for sure. I'm just guessing. But, Man, um, that means when he was on Peewee, he must have been in his twenties, right? Um, or wait, no, wait, no, thirties thir- probably. Thirties, yeah. That's crazy. <clears throat> yep. Because I, I don't, I don't know why, but I always like thought of Jombie as a maybe it's because he was a genie. <laughs> I always thought of him as a much older person. <laughs> it's amazing what prosthetics and makeup can do, James. It was just makeup. It was just it's blue just makeup, green. blue, yeah, or green, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, rest in peace, man. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, follow up quickly from last week. We did finally we did get a rating for the third Fear Street movie. Okay. Uh, and also that one, you know, is same thing, rated R for. Uh, Strong violence, gore, language, sexuality, and drug use. Those are all my favorite things. I know, right? So, so all three movies, rated <laughs> R. I'm still excited about it. Dope. But I just figured I would uh, catch up on that. Cool, cool. Um, let's see here. If you've been waiting with bated breath for uh, Denis uh, Denis Villeneuve's... Villeneuve? Villeneuve, they say. Uh, his upcoming uh, adaptation of Dune. Uh, well, you're going to wait a little bit longer. Uh, the film, which was originally slated for December 2020, uh, it was pushed back initially to October 1st, mm-hmm. 2021, because of the pandemic. Um, and it was bumped again this week to an October 20, uh, October 22nd, 2022. October 22nd, There you go. There you go. go. Uh, lots of twos in that. Um but yeah, so it was bumped again by a couple of weeks. My guess is that the October 1st date was just tentative anyway, mm-hmm. and now they're getting closer to it. They're fitting it in, so that was t- sort of to be expected. Things are going to move around a little bit. Right. So, uh, But it's coming, so that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, speaking of making people come, uh, <laughs> fans of the CW show Supernatural, because those Supernatural fans 
they are the uh, proverbial cream of the crop, James. The cream. The cream of the crop. <laughs> uh, they were no doubt sad to see the series go this past year when it wrapped up its final and 15th season. Uh, but if you're craving more of the uh, family Winchester, then you're in luck because of the new show, The Winchesters, uh, it will be a new spinoff prequel that follows Sam and Dean's parents, John and Dean, uh, John and Mary, not John and Dean. <laughs> That's, I mean, hey, in this, hey, why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Even though we already know that it was John and Mary. <laughs> maybe, maybe John had a separate life when he was younger. Who knew? Um, anyway, though, John and Mary, John played by, uh, what's his fuck? Uh, the guy that's in The Walking Dead, uh, Negan from The Walking Dead. Oh, I can't uh, think of his name. Uh, I know it. I can't think of it, though. Uh, is that Jeffrey, Jeff, Je- Jeffrey Je- Dean, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Morgan? Yep. So, uh, John played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan and uh, his wife, Mary. Uh, it's going to be produced and narrated by Jensen Ackles. Casting for Mary yet or not? Well, so they, I don't, I have no idea, idea if Jeffrey Dean Morgan's coming back for this. No, oh, no oh idea. he played he played the dad in, in Supernatural. Supernatural. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. And there I didn't was watch a, Supernatural. There was a mother. Mary was also in it, like in flashbacks and stuff like that. So yeah. I have no idea if either one of those actors are coming back for it. Okay, uh, but Jensen Ackles, who played Dean, is coming back to produce and narrate the show. Oh, right on. So uh, I guess he just can't uh, he can't get away from can't get away from that Supernatural money. Just just whereas, just just lean into it, man. Whereas his uh, his counterpart. Uh, uh, Jared Padalecki. Jared Padalecki mm-hmm. is the new Walker Texas Ranger. Is he really? Yes, sir. Sweet. Which apparently has nothing to do with martial arts. If he's not wearing, which I don't understand. If he's not wearing <laughs> action jeans, I don't give a shit. Right. If you don't have the gusset, the the gusset stitched into the crotch for proper high kicks, then you're just then, a then, then what you're are, just a russet. Then what are you even doing? Then you're a potato. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Um, this is fun. Uh, we're big fans of Mr. Joe Bob Briggs in The Last Drive-In. Of course. Uh, it was renewed for a fourth season. Nice. That's exciting. Uh, Shutter's been killing it with the series, so it makes perfect sense for them to continue, providing they still want to do it. Uh, but yeah, they're, so they're going to be back for a fourth season next uh, next year, and uh, also there's going to be more holiday specials and weekend specials even this year still, so... Mm-hmm. That's pretty exciting. Um, let's see here. We keep hearing murmurs about a new Pet Cemetery movie. Here and there, we, no one knew really what it was all about. But we got a little bit of information this week in that uh, it appears that actor Jackson White, don't ask me who that is, apparently he is an actor, okay. um, is in final negotiations to play a younger version of Judd Crandall. So it would definitely seem like we are getting some sort of a prequel out of this. Whether it be in flashbacks or an actual prequel, who knows? But uh, it would appear I thought, that that's what's happening. Here. I thought maybe looking up his uh, IMDb would clear thing clear things up for me, and it's done nothing. <laughs> Not the case. I, I still don't know who this person is. <laughs> well, his name is Jackson White. That's all, all I can right. tell you. Jack White. But uh, Jack White. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like I said, uh, it seems like we are getting some sort of a prequel for that. So, now right. uh, you know we'll see. Um, okay, James, what's, uh, what is new on blue this week? What is new on blue? There's a whole mess of it. First of all, hold on, hold on. Uh, we did, we missed a correction. (gasps) So I have to correct us missing a correction. Wait, 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 wait. Why? There we go. (laughs) Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, courtesy of mindless genius, Josh Hentner, uh, of course, um, IP man is not the way you say it. Okay, listen, listen, I'll... listen. Let me just—I got—I got—I have to issue the correction, otherwise we're—we're—we're we're, we're gonna hear shit not only from him but also from the Crimson Messiah himself, Vito Power, because mm. 
he also jumped in on the conversation. So Josh says that it is pronounced Yip Man, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And then Vito jumped in and says that it is pronounced it is pronounced Ip, or also known as Yip. He says, I believe it in Mandarin it is Ip Man, and in Cantonese it is Yip Man. Uh, okay. They went back and forth on that. Which one was the proper one? The one thing that they did both agree on is that it is not is that it is not <laughs> ip man listen i've never ip seen man it. is about a, a is about an a it <laughs> an it guy who yeah he uh he stalks people based on their ip addresses yeah that's fine um, um listen I, i've never seen the movies in fairness so i had i had absolutely no idea so my ignorance i'll take that one yes you are ignorant um so anyway back to blues okay all right, <clears throat> now I have to reset myself because I jumped back into the corrections Let me tell and now you. I got to get back into the mindset of Blu-rays, which is a lot of work. I am I am excited for this week's crop of Blu-rays. There's a lot of really good ones, um, super good ones. God, I hope I got them all because Uh-oh. I don't know. Um, all right, Arrow Video announced their full lineup for the month of September, which will include The Snake Girl and The Silver-Haired Witch, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, Death Screams and a limited edition Blu-ray of Legend. Fuck, it looks so good. Hell yes. It's one of those big, thick-ass box sets, too. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. Looks dope. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, excuse me. Also, for the first time ever, Children of the Corn will be coming to 4K Ultra HD. And a Children of the Corn trilogy is set to release in the UK. It will include Children of the Corn 1, 2, and 3 with the first film on region-free 4K and sequels, the sequels two and three on uh, Region Two Blu-ray discs. I'm hoping to God they're Region Free. I know they say that they're. It says region no, oh, I know that, but sometimes it says that they're Region B, but like when they press the discs, they're not actually Region re- uh, Region locked. Yeah. So I'm hoping to God they are because I want that set. Just buy like, it anyway. Real bad. Just buy it anyway. I, just need, I need to buy it. And then a eventually free. get a Region. Yeah, a, I know. A region I Two or Region. Isn't it? I thought you could play on Xbox. You could play region. Some you can. It depends on how they're encoded. Right. Not on. all. Not all. Right on. All right. Well, um, sorry. You ever <laughs> put a mark in there? You ever go to swallow and it won't happen? <laughs> <laughs> you can leave that in there. <laughs> um, all right. Hot on the heels of what has been described by several people uh, in this room. As one of the most comprehensive retrospectives in the history of this podcast, Universal Studios has announced that Tremors 2, Aftershocks, Tremors 3, Back to Perfection, and Tremors 4, The Legend Begins, will be getting solo Blu-ray releases on July 13th. Nice. nice. Isn't that exciting? I'm still going to hold out for a box set to upgrade, but... Yeah, these also look pretty underwhelming because they're, it's just... Those movies look, the the effects in those movies look bad enough just on regular DVD. I don't know that I need to see the ass blasters in 4K looking as (laughs) shitty as they do. I mean more so like just the, this is, you know, come, come, like... Coming from come, uh, come, my lady, you my butterfly. Coming from Universal <laughs> Studio, these big these big production companies always they don't put anything into their releases, you know. No, they don't. It's the same old artwork. It's the same. It's just they slap it on 4K or whatever the fuck, and yep. and call it a release. It's just a cash grab. Yep. All right. Uh, hot on the heels of what has been described by several people in this room as one of the most comprehensive reviews in the history of this podcast. Spiral from the Book of Saw will be available on digital HD July 13th before dropping on 4K Ultra HD Combo Pack, Blu-ray Combo Pack, and DVD 
and on demand on July 20th. Nice. Uh, the 4K Blue and DVD releases will include commentary with d- director Darren Lynn Bowsman, co uh, screenwriter Josh Stolberg, and composer Charlie Clauser. Commentary with producers um, Oren Cools and Mark Berg. Uh, featurettes, The Consequence of Your Actions, Creating Spiral, Drawing Inspiration, Illustrated, uh, illustrated Trap Breakdowns, and Decoding the Marketing of Spiral. Um, 1974's Flesh for Frankenstein, oh, yes. starring um, Jeffrey Combs. No, mm-hmm. uh, no, I mean, I mean Jared Leto. <laughs> no, I mean uh, Udo Kier. Udo Kier. I go to if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to Bloody Disgusting right now and look at the picture for this article. Mm-hmm. Just type in uh, "Flesh for Frankenstein." Look at the picture from this article, and it's Udo Kier, but he looks exactly like Jeffrey Combs and Jared Leto at the same time for some <laughs> reason. It's 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 fucky. Um, it's, so, it's fucky. <laughs> uh, this, uh, uh, flesh, flesh for Frankenstein is being released in, uh, 4k ultra HD as well as real 3d. Ooh. According to vinegar syndromes, Justin La L- L- Liberty, that's a hard name to say, especially, especially after you've been drinking a little bit, <laughs> uh, vinegar syndromes, Justin La Liberty, uh, we are releasing flesh for Frankenstein in real 3d and 4k ultra HD. Newly scanned in 4K from the original 35 millimeter over under stereoscopic camera negative, which is being restored by the th- uh, by the 3D film archive and looks absolutely stunning. Stay tuned. Ooh. Um, that's pretty cool. You don't see you don't see a ton of stuff being restored in 3D these days. You know, that's true. You don't. I mean, when 3D TVs were big, I mean, because they're not anymore. Like, I don't even think you can buy them in the U.S. much anymore. Like, I don't think any of the big companies are making them. I know well, they stopped. They stopped making 3D TVs. Aren't most aren't most new TVs? They have like a a 2D to 3D no. option. No, they don't. No, not that not that I'm aware of. So you're saying no, 3D 3D TVs? So you're saying I should hold on to my TV? Oh, Oh, one thousand percent. Yeah, I don't think they make 3D TVs anymore. I, are I don't you know. Serious? I don't know that you can buy them brand new. All these anymore. fucking like these fancy 85 inch OLEDs and stuff like that. Those are not. They don't have a 3D no. option. No, not at all. That's that's not to me. I I don't know what to tell you. Well, all right then. Um, <laughs> Sorry, James. Uh, I don't know how much more you're talking about because I only have one left here. Okay, we'll keep going. So, uh, Blue Underground has announced that they will be bringing both Maniac Cop 2 and Maniac Cop 3 Badge of Silence to 4K Ultra HD on October 19th, which will be loaded with hours of extras and special features. I feel like maybe that's a good time to get uh, your buddy, uh, who's the guy who wants to do Maniac Cop? I've met him before. Oh, Jimmy. I can't think of Jimmy. Oh, uh, the guy Jimmy. who has the exact same fucking name as me. How Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Yeah, we, that's when we should get Jimmy on because he's been wanting to do the uh, the Maniac Cops. I'm down for that. It'd so fun. let's get him in here. Totally down. Um, yeah, that's it. Do you have? Did you see more? The, or? Well, the last bit is uh, Severin right now is having their big half off mid mid year sale right now. So most of their entire catalog oh, is fifty percent off. I the only reason I didn't bring that one up is because the sale is over before this is going to be released, right? Uh, the sale lasts. Uh, yeah, you're you're probably right. That's, but that but that being said, they are releasing new titles this weekend though. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and amongst those are a lot of uh, post apocalyptic. 80s movies ever like Warriors from the year 2072 directed by Lucio Fulci of course uh, you have Raiders of Atlantis by Ruggiero Deodato mm-hmm. and then you have Endgame which is done by Joe uh, uh, 
Diamato. Nope, not Diamato. I can't think of his name. Joe Diamato. Oh, Diamato. Diamato, yeah. I don't know my... There, yeah, I can't keep them straight either. But yeah. <laughs> there's like that or whatever. I think you already talked about the Blood for Dracula three disc set. They're yeah, last out. week. Yeah. Uh, you can get that. There's a new version of Retribution that's coming out that sounds amazing. Uh, Black Boots and Leather Whip, which is I think is another Jalo movie. That just uh, sounds like a Friday for me. The Masturbating Gunman is another uh, that fun one. That sounds like a Saturday for me. <laughs> <laughs> that one's coming out. And then there's also a. It was. I'm looking at the website right now. They were supposed to be releasing what this last ninth movie was mm-hmm. or uh, eighth movie rather was and it's not released yet every it all signs point to it being la casa five mm-hmm. which is the la casa series was the the european evil dead series yeah that they continued that none of them they're not they're not they're in name this only is the, yeah but the wasn't this the what was there was something weird about that because la casa is the house yeah what was the because the, there wasn't there a weird crossover between two? There's some I can't think of, like some sort of weird history. <sighs> yeah, it, but it was. You've I think talked was, about it on the show before, but it's, yeah, it's very confusing. It's it's I, I want to say that what you're referring to is actually the of the dead series because they have the zombie series mm-hmm. and they started going from oh, zombie two, Fulci's yeah. zombie two is a, technically a sequel to uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yep, which. And then that gets yeah, into you're, the zombie movie. Yeah, you're right. That it's, is what. It's a, yeah. it's a big fucky mess. Yeah. Um, the La Casa series though is very similar, where they're just in. They're not Evil Dead movies, right. but in Europe, they are. Europe. So is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't actually release uh, the title, so I'm going to just assume that that's what it is because that's Whoa. what they're. That's what the blurred out t- uh, cover looks like. Careful. I'm kind of surprised that it's not released yet, though. That's a bit shocking to me. We don't want to be giving misinformation to our many many fans. That's that's true. So I would just maybe I would maybe uh, hold back on that one. That's fair. I can do that. <laughs> so is that it then? That's it. Is that your last bit of news? Uh, no, I no I have one more bit of news. Oh, okay, here. go ahead. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Wolf Creek Three is official. Yeah, baby. Nice. Uh, John Jarrett is back as Mick Taylor in the newest entry of the franchise. Uh, Greg McLean will be back to produce. However, he is not going to be in the directing director's chair this time. Really? Uh, he's going to give it away to Raquel Wiggins. Apparently, she is his Rick. choice to, to take over the series. It's, so. a fun, it's a fun name. I don't know her other than <laughs> Raquel that. Raquel Wiggins. Raquel Wiggins. Uh, in it, an American family takes a dream trip in the Australian outback and soon draws the attention of notorious serial killer Mick Taylor. A hellish nightmare ensues as the couple's two children escape, only to be hunted by Australia's most infamous killer, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we are big Wolf Creek fans here. You still need to watch the series because it's frigging fantastic that's right i do um but uh but yeah it's um, fantastic we love it and i'm excited for it i still uh i still argue i think it's greg mclean hey whatever it's, it's not whatever it's spelled mclean yeah but then i think it's mclean yeah and 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 one w-o-n and one o-n-e are spelled the same yeah but if that it was mclean it'd be I don't know. C-R-A-N-E. I don't know where I'm. I don't know where I'm going with this. But or a or a i n McLean. My grandmother-in-law. Well, actually, my mother. No, my grandmother-in-law. Her maiden name is McLean, spelled like that. How does John McLean spell it? Not like that. It's not McLean. How does John McLean spell it? I think it's M C L A I N. Oh, I think. I'm looking this up, and if you're wrong, 
I'm going to kill you. Do it. All right. Well, you can kill me uh, after this next break then. Because, okay. uh, James. Yeah? Let's take a break. Okay. When we come back. Yeah. Let's fucking catch some editors. <laughs> okay. I'm going to use you as bait. Throughout this dulcy, faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Hi, James. Hi. You sitting down? Pants off? Clearly, I am. Yes. Ready to party? Yeah. All right. Okay. I, br- I brought the pizza. <laughs> All right. That was another episode where a guy walked in with a pizza. <laughs> it was a pizza and a, and a pocket full of condoms. And was, I'm, just, I'm not here for anything. I mean, it's the least you could do is bring a pizza, right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, Do you think Chris Hansen ate the pizza? I think I can't let pizza go to waste. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> Insult to injury, I'm going to eat your fucking pizza. Oh, free pizza. I'm going to arrest you for diddling little kids, and then I'm going to eat your pizza. <laughs> Insult to injury, well, man. The ultimate disrespect. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. I bet you brought extra sausage, too. Yo. <laughs> Gross. Get it? Yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. All right, uh... First movie we're talking about tonight, uh, Evil Ed, not to be mistaken with Evil Dead, which after watching this movie, you could mistake it at times for Evil Dead. At times. Because there are so many references to Evil Dead in this movie. <laughs> it's unreal. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, Evil Ed from 1995, directed by Anders Jacobson, or, or is it Jacobson? Probably Jacobson. Jacobson. I like that better. It sounds more, sounds more Francais. Well, this is clearly not French. <laughs> oh, come on. Anders? You come think on. Anders is French? It's uh, Swedish, actually. Yeah. This is a Swedish-made movie. You can tell that by all of the uh, actors' names, too. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, I didn't have a... Oh, I didn't get a synopsis for this. Boo. You did, uh, a mild-mannered film editor is assigned to cut a series of infamous slasher films and is driven murder- murderously insane by the miles of extremely violent footage he edits. This is a weird movie. It is a weird movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really, really weird movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say that it's the most... For a movie that uh, is about a film editor, I'm not going to say that this movie was um, maybe crafted as well as I would have hoped, I'll say, in terms of the story. But there, there's reasons for it, I guess. Um I'll explain why when we get to the uh, when we get to the plot here. Okay. But uh, yeah, anyway, though, uh, you have a guy named Eddie. Uh, his name is Edward Swenson, or Edward Tor. Edward Tor Swenson. Edward Tor. Edward Tor. I think Tor is his middle name. Edward. Uh, yeah, Edward. Edward Tor, Edward Tor Swenson. Swenson. Uh, or Eddie for short. Eddie. Uh, he is married to Barbara uh, Cecilia Lujung, uh, and um, yeah, basically he works for a company editing. Some sort of videos. I actually didn't catch that in the beginning of the movie. What was uh, he editing? He in the beginning, it's like some dry black and white foreign film. Okay, yeah. So he's he's in the editing department, Irvin, and he gets uh, he gets scooped up from his department into the horror department because this uh, by this Sam Campbell. Sam Campbell. Sam Campbell. There's your first reference. reference. Well, <laughs> reference number two because of the title. Oh well, yeah, obviously, yeah. 
but Sam Campbell, obviously Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Yeah, um, yeah Sam Campbell. Uh, he gets hired up though to basically re re edit the. Uh, uh, loose limbs. The loose limbs series for cable, I think, is what it was. Well, is so that what I, it was? I think this is probably a, um, like the video nasties era. This is, I'm, I'm guessing that this. Well, I, not I'm guessing that there, there was also some stuff that I read. I don't know, how, like how, how inspired this was by that, but some people said that it's like a commentary on. The video nasties era, where it's no, like, it wasn't, like, it was, he, like heavy censorship and, and, and stuff Sweden, like that. In Sweden, I think specifically, there was laws on the books up until very, very late mm-hmm. that they couldn't have anything with profanity, nudity, violence. Oh, okay. Like, okay. So I don't know if it was video nasties because that was definitely in the 80s. Mm-hmm. That was all early 80s stuff. It could have been a holdover from that, though. I have no idea. Well, this, this struck me as, uh, even though it came out in 1995, I don't, I, this, did this strike you as being as it as it taking place in the nineties? Yeah, it I, struck yeah. me as more of an eighties vibe. No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, maybe, maybe, but all the posters on the walls were from the eighties, so obviously those movies had been out already for that's a while. That's true. So, yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I said, he's he's editing these black and white films. Gets gets hired up to re-edit the Loose Limbs series because the series got sold for a boatload of money to. I don't know if it was a different distributor or cable or whatever, but yeah. they had to basically edit all of the all really the... gratuitous violence and nudity and all that stuff right. out of the movie. So Eddie, being the mild-mannered man that he is, doesn't really want to do it at first, but his sleazebag boss uh, basically forces him into it and tells him to basically go to this house that I have. There's an editing suite in the house and spend all your time there editing these Loose Limbs movies. And uh, little by little, they just start to drive him crazy where he starts seeing monsters in his refrigerator or ghosts in the hallway or people trying to kill him when there's nobody there and all this stuff. And then he eventually just snaps. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I loved the entire first three quarters of the movie. Right. Yeah. And there's a side, there's a side story about uh, the assistant or the boss's assistant who's in charge of bringing him reels to edit and and him and his super smoking hot receptionist girlfriend that there's no way in hell that guy's getting that chick. But uh, the story of, of him going to the house or whatever, and uh, he falls prey to Eddie after he goes insane and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But then the fourth, the last act of the movie, the fourth quarter of the movie, it takes place in a completely different location, and it, it feels completely disjointed from the entire rest of the movie. Uh, and I found out that, that the reason for that is because the movie ended in the house originally, mm-hmm. and they realized the movie was too short, so they wrote an entire completely different last act really that took place all in the mental hospital so did the did the movie end when like the wife showed up and there was that whole yeah showdown? oh yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. Uh, from my understanding yes and then it says uh nick who is nick is the assistant who is in charge of bringing the reels over right uh nick was originally going to die in the film when edward beats him up he then uses a vacuum to suck out nick's brain this all got changed when the hospital climax was written into the film which that would have been a really sweet ending for Nick. <laughs> there's a there's a part in this movie where he actually goes and gets the vacuum from the closet. I wonder if that's what that scene Probably. was supposed to be. I don't remember what he cleans up though. Do you remember? He, no, I don't. I actually. specifically remember it because <laughs> he pulls the attachment off, and it was such a good job. The uh, the the um, foley was such a good job because when you pull the attachment off of the end of a yeah. An, an old vacuum it always makes that sound and it, 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 it was like the perfect sound 
but I don't remember what he cleaned up in that scene. I don't remember either. It probably actually. was originally that scene where he went and sucked the dude's brains out. Guaranteed it was connected to yeah. that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they, they, they wrote in this whole fourth uh, quarter of the movie, though. I felt personally, I don't know how you felt about it. To me, it felt super disjointed. Like, there was a very obvious, like, separation between the two parts of the movie. Yeah. Um, and I thought that hindered it quite, you know, quite a bit, actually. Towards yeah, the I wasn't, end. I wasn't, once they hit the, um, the hospital, I was just sort of like, okay. It's a, like, it, it, it's not like I wasn't enjoying it, but I was like, okay, we can end this anytime yeah, and I'll be I fine. I felt the exact same way. Like, when the, like, the hyper, like, the hyper, like, it, it was it was obviously like spoofing like the typical American like idea like the probably the world's idea of what an an American like like army general is you know what I mean he's got the big stogie oh, in his yeah. mouth and like I hated his character yeah <laughs> the characters dumb. the character sucked and like yeah and it, once they were introduced into the story I was just like this is just getting stupid it just it had point. nothing to do with the story they told in the beginning of the movie right absolutely nothing it should have been confined to the house it should have ended with with the wife coming and the big showdown and all that stuff um i feel like they could have even added the story that they wrote into that last act they could have added that into the other part of the movie right. now granted the movie was already done being shot so i can definitely understand why they couldn't have just added it in sure um that being said i don't know, put something at the beginning maybe i don't know like it just the ending didn't work for me at all yeah i wasn't i wasn't a huge fan of uh the way it ended and then there was the weird like so there was the end showdown between Nick and Eddie and uh, his girlfriend. I forget her name. His girlfriend is laying on the table unconscious. And it's the only time in the movie that it happens. Uh, Nick ends up, you know, blowing Eddie's head off. And then Nick does a weird, like some weird voiceover. Well, the whole movie was a weird voiceover. The entire movie was just terrible overdub. No, 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 no. Like literally a voiceover. Like he's oh, he's standing oh, there oh, looking yeah, yeah. at her body and it, and and it's like this like it's like this really happy like almost like an after school special and sitting there l- looking down at looking down at what the hell is her name oh uh, her uh, name was uh, Mel I, sitting there looking down at Mel the picture of innocence and uh, suddenly I suddenly I realized that everything was right in the world and I'm like what the yeah fuck it didn't just happen it was weird <laughs> so we watched the special ed edition of the movie which uh, arrow put out uh, a few years back uh, and uh, apparently a lot of the scenes that we saw between uh, Barbara and Eddie mm-hmm. were cut out of the original film they trimmed down the story of him and his wife a ton oh, almost, see, like... almost all of it was. Okay, well then the movie would have been very short. It would have been weird, yeah. Because that was like the uh, like all of I I know you split this into like quarters into four quarters mm-hmm. earlier, but like it's almost like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna split it into acts like one, two, and three. The, almost the entire third act before you get onto the before you get to the weird hospital shit. Yeah, hinges on on. Their interactions. Oh yeah, oh yeah. His his wife, him, and well, his my daughter. Guess is, my guess is they cut it out after they added the hospital stuff onto it because then it was probably too long. Right. So they probably wanted to get to right to that that sweet spot of hour and a half. But um, yeah, apparently a lot of that was cut out, so it was restored for this uh, the evil edition. Um, what I do love though is at the beginning of it, I don't think that it was on the version you watched uh, on the Blu-ray though. Uh, there's a director's intro to the mm-hmm. movie. These two guys, like the, the director, and then. 
uh, the, either the producer or the editor, one of the two, they went ahead and re-edited this movie on their own, of their own volition. It took them years to do it. Oh, it, was, really? it was a passion project. Yeah. These two guys got in front of the camera, and I swear to God, they carried on the way that me and you would in front of a camera. Like, really? It was, it was just two guys that fucking loved like being in each other's company and had so much fun working on it. And like we're just joking around with each other, not taking this whole interview thing seriously. So not so it not was, not totally like us, because the idea that we enjoy each other's company. Well, is well, kind of you know. Silly. But the point is, though, is that you could tell this was made with love. Right. Like, this right. was just a fun passion project for them. All these years later, they still enjoyed going back and doing it. And um, and yeah, I mean, they're they're obvious horror fans. Yeah. Everything in this movie. I mean, I'm pretty sure oh, every this. single one of Eddie's lines was a quote. Or at least every other line that came out of his mouth was a quote from some movie somewhere. Yeah, like every single one. Some of them were very obvious, but mm-hmm. then there were other ones where they were, they felt out of place in the movie, probably because they are lines from other movies. Could be. You know what I mean? Could be. But but then there's like, oh, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Obviously, it's like iconic lines, but for some reason, it still worked. <laughs> there was <laughs> like, a there was a uh, a groovy too. There was a groovy. Yep. From from the character named Crackhead. So let's go through all these Evil Dead references real quick. Okay. You have the name, obviously. Yeah, you have the groovy when the guy grabs the crowbar. These uh-huh. two guys that are breaking into the house, which didn't really make any sense. It was just an excuse to have more violence in the movie. Um, let's hear, uh, the posters, there's Evil Dead 2 posters all over the movie, at Mm -hmm. least in two different locations. Um, the idea that he's going crazy after being locked in like a country house somewhere is very, is very Evil Dead. Uh, the I feel like they even did a couple shots, uh, where like, like that really famous shot of Ash where he's going crazy and it's sort of a, a close up, but with like a fish eye, you know? And they yep. did that same kind of thing with Ed. The dishes being broken over his head mm. was definitely was definitely Evil Dead too. The chalk outlines of the tools on the wall. Chalk outlines of the tools. Um, let's see here. There's a scene where the uh, uh, he's dancing, right? The, the, the movie kind of stops what it's doing, and there's a scene where Eddie's dancing around, mm-hmm. and there's a song playing in the background. I swear to God, that song, the musical cue that's playing behind it, is a very similar because they couldn't obviously do the same one, but a very similar music cue to when Linda's corpse is dancing outside of the cabin in Evil Dead Two. That weird stop motion wireframe thing where yeah, do you her know head what, is like doing. Do you know the, what song that is? I don't. I have it on my soundtrack, but like I I forget what it is off the top of my head. But it sounded really eerily similar, and it had to have been intentional, in I my know. in my opinion at least. Um, but yeah, there's all this stuff though, and all the other stuff we already mentioned. It's it, this movie is Evil Dead. Yeah. Like, and, and I, and me personally, you know, me, I love Evil Dead. So for me, this is like a treat to watch. But then there's obviously references to uh, Gremlins. There's the thing mm-hmm. in the the thing in the fridge, and when he opens it up, it goes ah, bright light, bright light. <laughs> um, yep. just like Gizmo. Uh, um, <laughs> he calls him a nut. He's like, what does he say? He's like, you nut. He's like you Nazi if you if you don't want to if you don't want to die you'll close the door or something like something that. Something like that, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the devil character was pretty clearly legend. legend. Absolutely, the de- well legend mixed with and this obviously wasn't at the time looks a lot like uh, Terrence Zudich from the oh, Carnival. Yeah, definitely. Very, which uh, that was very obvious le- legend uh, influence as well. Yeah, I feel like anything with those gigantic horns. Yeah. Come on. Which is the coolest. Even if it's not intentional, there's no way you can look at it and not think of that. Right. Um that's the, the yeah. 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 Um what were what was the other there was an was there another creature? 
Um, yeah. Oh, the, th- the the when the when the doctor turned into the um, uh, sh- she had that like creepy Big smiley face, yeah, like, creepy thing. Yeah. What was that from? Because that looked really familiar. It did. It did look familiar. Um, and I I can visualize it in my head. Oh, is it just uh? It might here. Look at it. It's yeah. it. Does it look like um Scott from Evil Dead? Uh, there's definitely there's there's definite similarities. I don't know that I would say that it's exactly that. Yeah. That effect, by the way, where her eyes are green, uh, are green right there. I think I heard that that was done practically with like eye drops and black light. Oh shit! If I'm not, really? if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Um, excuse me. Uh, there was uh, what other creatures were there? There's the one that reminded me of almost like a Cenobite type character. It was this really creepy, bald looking, pale oh, face yeah. thing? That was probably the creepiest guy. He's only on screen for one little line but he's but he's creepy as fuck i was trying to get it like that there is some deeper meaning behind that character because and yes it it, it is genuinely creepy like mm-hmm. nothing this whole movie is pretty pretty funny for the most part uh it's pretty lighthearted. oh but, yeah but that character in particular is pretty fucking scary yeah i could see that character in like hellraiser judgment yeah or something like that yeah honestly totally um, what, what I do love is that Eddie, when he's getting tormented by all these creatures before he actually like goes cuckoo, uh, the devil thing, he's in like this own, his, his, in his head in this make-believe world where this devil creature is like, uh, chasing him mm-hmm. and the devil threatens him with, you will eat pussy in hell for the rest of eternity. <laughs> I'm like, sign that's, me up. I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds pretty all right. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I've never de- heard somebody threaten somebody with that before though. I guess depend well, no, hold but he doesn't he say before that he says I'm going to I'm gonna I'm going to do you a favor or something like that. Uh he does. Maybe, he says maybe. He, he spins it in a positive way. You're gonna eat pussy for <laughs> pussy in hell for the rest. So I guess it's a trade off, is it you get you're eating pussy but in hell. So it's warm. Ugh. So No, it's fine. Cold, just, cold pussy no, would be worse. Uh, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the atmosphere. Like the atmosphere is warm. It's just like so you just be dewy all the time, which would be really a bummer. Oh, yeah, it would be gross. You know, it would be gross. It's like, it's like you never do that after somebody goes for a jog. You know, that's oh, basically what it would be like. It's the worst time to do it. Clammy. Oh gosh. Um. Yeah. This uh, movie, both of these movies this week actually were pretty much comedies. They're horror uh, comedies, yeah, uh, or genre comedies, if you will. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just funny. Like the uh, th- there's it's no it's no wonder to me though that his character very easily went crazy when you look at the rest of his family. Uh-huh. Like his wife is semi normal, but his daughter gets the craziness factor I think from him too, because there is a scene where she's the whole movie she's having her birthday party mm-hmm. right, and uh, and the mother tells the father you know tells Eddie. Make sure you're home for the birthday party and this and that. Well, he's going crazy this time. So the mother packs the daughter up in the car to go up to the house where he's editing. Mm-hmm. Where where uh, uh, Eddie uh, proceeds to then beat the shit out of uh, his wife <laughs> yeah. and try to kill her. Yeah. And and try to kill his daughter, by the way. Yep. And the mother finally like gets him away, and they go to leave, and the and the daughter just looks at his, looks at her mom and goes. But what about my birthday party? I'm like, shut <laughs> up about your birthday party, you how, selfish little bitch. How fucked up of a kid are you? <laughs> That's all you care about when you just watch your father try to murder you and your mother. 
Oh man. Oh, it runs in the family. Um, um I was just looking up that that one character so they refer to as they refer to that character as Bondage Face. Okay. And then he also played a medic in the in the movie. Okay, so um, Bondage Face. That tells me they probably were trying to do like a Hellraiser type thing. Right. Is my guess. His name is uh Goran Lundstrom and he's had actually a pretty fucking solid career. Oh really? So he was the uh for Evil Ed, he was the uh, makeup effects supervisor. Okay. And then he went on to, uh, well, I got to bring this up just because I, I know Greg's listening. Little Britain, he did a bunch of special effects uh, makeup on Little Britain, but he also did uh, The Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian, Pandorum, Doctor Who, The Wolfman, um, Clash of the Titans, X Men First Class, Harry Potter, Death in the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Uh, so small independent movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty small stuff, but yeah, Cloud Atlas, fucking, uh, and he's got what coming? The Batman. He's the key prosthetic makeup artist for the Batman. Oh, very nice. So this guy's still working in, in and around the industry, in and around. Okay. okay. So yeah. Um, yeah, uh, let's, what else is there? <laughs> I feel like there's a lot to talk about with this movie, but at the same time, there's really not. It's, it's very much a surface level movie. Like, there's nothing deep about it. There's nothing. Well, I would, I would feel remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that, uh, Chop Top makes an appearance in the movie. Uh, very, very briefly in voice only, but yes. Um, not even briefly, isn't it? A few times. Cause he's the, he's the voice of the killer in Loose Limbs. Okay. So he's probably in it like, well, you hear his voice in the background of like quite a few shots because you hear his voice <laughs> while uh, um, Ed is editing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my 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 particular my my favorite line that you hear in the background is, "It's molesting time." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, um, yep. and you hear it. So you hear that same line like. Three or four times in the movie. I'll say this: both this movie and the editor mm-hmm. had one thing in common, mm. outside of it being about editors. Yeah, is that both movies contained movies within the movie that I want to see almost more than the movie I was watching. Oh yeah, Loose Limbs looks awesome, <laughs> fantastic, <laughs> and they have eight of them. Yeah, I need to see these movies. Yeah, totally need to see them. Um, uh, yeah, there was um the hospital stuff, like we said, was really weird. There's not really much to say about it other than the fact that, uh, I don't know, when he he rips an eye chart off of the wall at one point in time and it makes a gunshot sound, that was weird. <laughs> I don't know who was doing the foley for this, but <laughs> I think they got confused. <laughs> um, I don't know. You talked about the uh, the army guy that showed up and his character sucked. Yeah, that was dumb. It was just like... and, and those guys were all, those those guys were like, Stormtrooper level marksman. Oh yeah, how do you miss somebody with an Uzi? You have a you have an Uzi, and you can also what military uses Uzis? They don't. They don't. <laughs> they they have Uzis, and the main guys walking around with a single pump shotgun. Yeah, and Ed is carrying what a fucking scalpel, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> or, <it's something. laughs> or did he have a revolver? I can't remember. Um, I forget. I don't. I don't remember. But they shoot at like five dudes with Uzis. Shoot at him down a hallway. Mm-hmm. That's only three. There's three. There's 
three feet. He doesn't even zig or zag. He runs in a straight line down the hallway, and they, they, all, and they still can't hit him. And they all miss him with Uzis in full auto, just going I, at I, it. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Were, were there any other parts of this movie I really want to talk about? I don't know. That's that's the thing about this movie is like the overall story. I th- I think is just. I mean, like you know, where you're watching it, you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. I get the story. Mm-hmm. But when I think back on it. It's it's more so just the parts, you know. Yeah, it's, like it's, I just remember, I I like small parts stand out to me. I remember the whole movie, but I only feel like small parts are really worth talking about. I I agree with you. It's 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 one of those movies where when you see it, it's recognizable. And again, yeah, you like those parts. Mm-hmm. Like almost like you'd rather watch this as like a greatest hits, like 15, 20 minutes of the best parts, and then and then you're cool. You got right. your evil ed. Uh, uh, Phil, you I, know, I do feel like I don't know how much longer this special edition is than the original. Only by cut. like seven minutes or something like that. It was too long. Yeah, I agree. Like they could have cut this one off at eighty minutes which, for sure. Which that would have been like that last part of it. Yeah, like, have him go to the hospital and then do a quick wrap up, and that's it. You right. don't need to have him running or muck around the hospital and this and that. Like, right. They even like shot cut, him. cut out cut out all the shit with the military guys like yeah. that was completely unnecessary. Yeah, they they even shot him at one point in time, and think okay, you could just like have him have him die or whatever. But right. no, they they kept him going. They didn't even feel dress his wounds either. He gets shot, brought into the hospital. They tend to his face scratch, but not the bullet hole in his shoulder. <laughs> I, I think you're getting a little too nitpicky <laughs> with this movie. I expect the doctors in these movies to do their fucking jobs. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I said, there's, there's really not, I think it's, I I think the one thing that I found really funny throughout was not only did he lose his mind because he was, you know, like taking in so much, uh, so much violent content, but it turned him into a superhuman because he was (laughs) this, because he was this nerdy fuck and like. He could. He can throw he, people with he one could arm throw across people the across the room, or he could lift a full-grown human up with one arm above his head. And I'm like, so by that logic, you and I should be like hulking out by now, because well, we because we watched so many horror movies. You're but not. I'm no. <laughs> my arms still look like wet noodles. <laughs> It's just my my one thigh is very muscular, <laughs> just one. It's it's, it's just like a, super veiny it's like and a fucking Christmas ham on one side and just a stick on the other. The old bony and um, ham. I don't know. Like I, I oh my god. I okay. There is one scene that in loose limbs. This is what I'm talking about with where I want to see loose limbs more than I wanted to finish Evil Ed. Mm. There is a scene where the killer in loose limbs is literally cutting off body parts with a knife or whatever, or a saw, whatever he's using. Yeah. But then he headbutts the arms <laughs> off of the body. He's, I need to see this movie. <laughs> he does He does a couple slices and then just starts smashing his head. And then as he's as he continues to cut and the blood is spraying, he's just... But he, at one point, he headbutts an arm off of the body, though. Does the, oh, does the arm actually <laughs> yes. fall? It's amazing. <laughs> it's funny uh. that both of these movies contained that exact... Uh, that exact kind of like a person being uh like having blood or mud or whatever sprayed mm-hmm. in their face and, and then going crazy. and then just like shaking their head and going nuts. Yeah, I agree. The, the <laughs> one in the editor was a little bit more weird, but the one in the editor? I thought it was more weird, yeah. That's because it was I I I 
we'll get, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, yeah. let's 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 get into let's, the editor. Let, let's here. move over here. Yeah, um, okay. yeah, I, th- that's pretty much all we need to say about yeah. Evil Ed. I would definitely recommend so it. Still, I, like it was a like, it was a it was a fun like funny watch. Yeah, if you like schlocky, just stupid creature effects heavy, like just splatter films, yeah. you're gonna like Evil Ed. Absolutely, simple as that. You're yeah. gonna like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I would, still overall I still liked it. There's a three hour making of on that Arrow really disc. Yeah. Wow. I need to watch it. Three hours of the making of Evil Ed. <laughs> That's that seems like a bit much. It does. It does. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna check it out though. I'll report back. All right, let's get into the editor from 2014 yes. here. Um, uh, first of all, I liked this movie a lot. As as, as did I. I did. <laughs> as did I with an asterisk. So here's the thing. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Giallo. Same. I've said that many times on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, if I'm going to watch, like to me, if I, if I'm going to watch Giallo, this is the way that I want to watch it, which is what, what this is. This is a parody of Giallo. Yes. So it takes all of those typical Giallo tropes and then ramps them up. All the things to the that point we make of, fun of. To because... the point of complete absurdity. But the funny thing is like the tropes in Giallo are already absurd. They are. But that's see, that's the thing. The people that love Giallo, though, they don't look at them as absurd. They look at them as artistic because it's the it's the, the Italian horror filmmaking way. Which which and that's fine. If you're gonna look at it that that way, that's fine. I can't do it because I, I just don't like it. I don't I don't buy it. So here's so here's the thing. So here's the thing. I'm watching this movie right, and I really enjoyed the first half of this movie. Uh-huh. I was laughing at it. I was having a lot of fun with it. The second half, though, I started to realize something. I, I was looking at this. I go. Man, if this movie didn't have so much comedy just kind of laced throughout it, and if this movie was the same movie but played really straight, like a like a Jala movie, I wouldn't like this movie. It'd be very boring and it would be very this and that, right? Yeah. And then it dawns on me like, yeah, that's why I don't like Jalo, because yeah. it would be exactly that. But it's it's weird though, because this I can't describe it. I think that if we went in, I think that if we went into watching a Giallo movie with the mindset that we had watching this movie, we might like Giallo more because Disagree. we because we would watch it like a comedy. Disagree because it wore <laughs> off on me. The second half of the movie started to lose me. Did it? It it really did. I found myself really struggling to pay attention. Quite really? frankly, yeah. It and it wasn't it, it wasn't because I didn't enjoy the movie. I loved the characters. They're they're hysterical. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I didn't laugh at the end of the movie or anything like that. Uh-huh. But it just kind of got to the point where it started really <laughs> reminding me of why I don't like Shallow. <laughs> and I and at that point it just started losing me. Um I don't know. I it just they're so Jalo movies are so fucking convoluted for no reason. Mm-hmm. Which I I've had this argument with people before. I I'm not going to get into it here. It's just, it's not for me. And because this movie was following that process so closely, uh-huh. it fell into the same thing for me, even though I liked what they were doing with it. Yeah. It still fell into that same pit hole because it's essentially the same kind of movie. Yeah. You know, it, it just, I couldn't, I, even with the comedy, I couldn't really and that's pull I, myself out of it. Again, like I was saying, I don't know. It's the, the, the things that we viewed as comedy in this movie. Mm-hmm. 
they did it exactly like they do it in giallo movies just, just upped a little bit so but not even really like they're um, maybe a touch but it's well like, they did stuff like they did stuff like we talked about in the other movie how the ba- how the dub was bad and that's because it was a swedish uh, swedish oh, movie yeah. that was it was very obviously recorded in english because the mouths were saying the words right, right. but in a lot of like you know italian movies for example they never record audio right when they're when they're making movies everything's right. dubbed right i think that's what they did for evil ad as well because it was very obviously all oh, adr yeah i did i did read that that but they, they didn't record any in this audio. movie though they specifically purposely made the dub bad because they're bad in all old italian movies right like they specifically and i was cracking up that it was yeah. so fucking funny <laughs> yeah but then there were some characters and i think i feel like i feel like this was on purpose too there were some characters where they weren't dubbed no, I agree. And, and I think it was it's, like going, I think it it's because in, in a lot of Giallo movies, I don't know if it's a lot of Giallo, I don't know a lot about Giallo because I don't like it, but there are like, you'll, you'll find like, um, like Phenomenon, mm-hmm. right? You had a lot of dubbed characters because they were still Italian actors, but then you had like Jennifer Connelly. Mm-hmm speaking perfect english yep. so or donald pleasance or donald yeah yeah yeah, we'll so. say, yeah what they what they do too a lot of times the actors that are acting with each other in a given scene they have no idea what the other person is saying they just know their lines <laughs> yeah. they know that they're supposed to say it after they're done saying whatever it is they're saying right a lot of times that happens uh-huh. so you know it, it, it could have been partly some of that kind of stuff too like a play off of that if they're getting real nitty-gritty yeah um but let's backtrack here for a quick second um like you said uh editors from 2014 directed by adam brooks and matthew kennedy so this movie is an astron 6 movie and if you don't know what astron 6 is uh they are the the film i call it a film family they all work together in all these different movies mm-hmm. uh father's day Manborg. Uh, obviously, uh, the editor, mm-hmm. uh, Psycho Gorman, came out of that because mm. uh, a lot of the same people are in both movies. Mm-hmm. Um, like Adam Brooks, for example, played the father in Psycho Gorman. Mm-hmm. He was, which same mustache and everything. Oh, beautiful. Um, Matthew Kennedy, the other director of this movie, played one of the creatures, one of the uh, one of the, the uh, Power Ranger looking monsters at the end of Psycho Gorman. Matthew Kennedy was one of them. Oh, okay. In, uh, in Psycho Gorman, uh, a lot of a lot of other people were in, in both of them, and, and and in in all of their movies, like they're uh, they're like a film troupe, and they, they go under the name Astron Six, and they make all these really funny, uh, batshit crazy movies. Yeah. Um. The it's funny. I was watching the editor and 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 uh, Adam Brooks mm-hmm. the whole time. Loved his character. Oh yeah. Loved his mustache. Um. And I kept thinking. God, this guy looks so familiar. I didn't look him up. I didn't look him up, and so I didn't realize. But yeah, absolutely, Psycho Gorman. Yeah. I, I didn't even it didn't even occur to me. That's hilarious. Yep. So, oh man, he was so funny in this movie. So, uh, so this is about a film editor gets embroiled in a string of murders. Every Jalo movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, like I said, you have uh, you have Adam Brooks who plays Ray. He's he's your main character. Uh, his wife. Uh, his wife, uh, Josephine. Josephine, played by Paz de la Herrera. No. Herta. Uh, no. Paz de la Herta. Paz de la Huerta. Huerta. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Close enough. Um, you have Udo Kier is in this movie. Udo Kier. Udo Kier. Yes. Uh, is Dr. Cassini. Weird. Weird. Very weird. Very weird. Um, did you, did you know who the priest was? Yeah. As this soon as I saw him, I was like, oh. ass dude from fucking Human Centipede 2. Lawrence Harvey, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's so gross. So gross. Um, let's see it's, here. Well, it's funny seeing him not as that 
character in movies because, mm-hmm. like, I've seen him in you know a few other movies. I just picture him with like dirt and grime and sweaty. Well, you all see him time. in Human Centipede too, and he's just fucking repulsive repulsive and then you see him in these other movies and you're like oh he's actually like a normal person (laughs) i love how he plays a priest in this and the the main detective guy continuously refers to him as the wizard Wizard. (laughs) it's like one of those things that's like lost in translation almost from the from the italian to the so good wizard (laughs) wizard you need to tell me about this book It's fucking great. Um, yeah, so so I want to go through the rest of the cast here, but let's set the stage. Um, you have uh, Ray is an editor, and he's working on this film that is currently being um, filmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the director, I have to imagine that director was supposed to be like an Argento type director. Had to have been. Famous giallo Italian director. Sure, yeah. You know, whether, whether it be uh, him or Diamato or you know, any of these giallo guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's he's working on editing this film as they're, as they're making it basically. Um, his, like I said, his wife, uh, or yeah, his wife, Josephine is an out of work actress that, that basically stays home. And she's like, like, it seems like threatening to cheat on him all the time, but maybe not really, but like fawning over all like the, the co-stars and the people working on the movies that he's working on. Yeah. And she's, she kind of sucks. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, and then you have, uh, the main actor who is uh, Cal, right? Um, my my name right here, Cal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the main well the main actor was no, killed. No, no. The main actor was killed. And well, Cal, Cal is Cal's the blonde guy who yeah. who looks like a Ken doll. Exactly. Yeah. And he takes the place of the main actor though. Right. After the main actor dies, so he's in there, and then his girlfriend Jasmine, uh, they're an item. Uh, you have Bella, who is Ray's assistant, working uh-huh. with him in the in the edit. Bella is in love with Ray. Like Ray, Ray was like this auteur editor. Like mm-hmm. he was like the greatest editor in all of cinema, right? Mm-hmm. And so she is a student of the game and is infatuated in love with this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he really should have gone for it. I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah, she's you're, a you're, babe. You're done fucked up, Ray. She's a babe. <laughs> Total babe. <laughs> um, and then you have uh, then you have Peter. Uh, who is the main detective? I fucking loved him. So Played funny, by Matt dude. Kennedy, the so uh, director. Funny. Fucking, maybe one of the best detective characters in anything. Yeah, loved him. Looks like a porn star. <laughs> looked, looked like a porn star. Was a complete moron. Like just <laughs> <laughs> every line that he had not... was just like perfectly executed to be like just so stupid but like but, but still believable but that's the thing like he wasn't it, he wasn't purposely supposed to look like a moron again this is a, a like a giallo parody oh yeah it's exactly how they act it's how they like and that's why i said like i feel like i feel like a lot of the i feel like a lot of the the translation in giallo from italian to english there's like certain things that are lost or, or skewed. Mm-hmm. And so when we watch the English translations of Giallo movies, a lot of the lines come across as like, what the fuck did they just say? Like, what, what are you talking about? Things just don't make sense. Some things, yeah. some things just don't make sense. And there's and, a lot of things that didn't make sense in this movie. Right. <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> and then there's some things that are just like blatant. Like there's there's nothing being lost in translation. It's more so just like, just like these were these were like uh like trademarks of of giallo that 
like the nowadays eye, like the eye scene not well like the eye scene but i'm thinking more like the the casual violence against women oh yeah <laughs> like oh, just it, it just was, like <laughs> just like walking up because at one point jasmine and jasmine and, and ray are at the restaurant <laughs> and she's not even really like being loud or anything she's just she's starting to get a little heated about something and uh, Porphyry, Peter Porphyry, the uh, inspector, comes out of nowhere and just fucking slaps her across the face. Because he was following he's, he's like, He's like, I've been following you this whole time, and, and why don't you put an end, why don't you put a stop to what your woman is saying? And then he slaps her again. And then instead of getting pissed, she just goes, he's right. <laughs> I'm not going to slap myself, you know? <laughs> just like... And that's and 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 it's uh, like I'm not I'm not, la- I'm not not laughing, laughing at violence, at violence yeah. against women. I'm laughing at the fact that like for some reason that was like that was a, a um acceptable thing. That was a a hallmark sort of sort of thing yeah. in giallo movies it's, where or just like just like just like this random violence for no reason at all. Like it, the, the scene where the scene where uh um shit what was the the blonde dude's name Cal. Cal, yeah. Cal and his his uh, his wife, uh, Jasmine Porphyry, walks up to them, and then he looks and he goes, "Jasmine," and she goes, "Peter," and then she tells her husband, who's standing right there, "We used to be lovers," and Peter's just like, "That's right," and then they cut to this, <laughs> they cut to this scene, and it's so fucking giallo. It's oh, yeah. like, oh yeah, it, it, they cut to this scene just randomly where she's running through the woods. There's no there's no context. She's just running through the woods and it's raining and she falls and he comes up to her and he smacks her across the face five times for no reason. And, and then, then and then they fornicate. And then smashes a bunch of mud into his own face and screams and then they have sex and it's like, what is going on here? That's a, like, t- to me, I've always, part of the reason I don't like Giallo is because I feel like, I feel like, uh, because, you know. We watch Giallo movies, and you'll see a shot, and you're like, "Fuck, that shot looks really oh, cool." Yeah. Oh yeah. But that's all it is to me is like it's cool shots. Like I feel like they trade, I feel like they trade in um, substance for style. And I think that, and that was always my big complaint about Giallo is like I feel my, my and I I'm sure I'm wrong with saying this, and it's lost in translation. But like my my whole thing, especially back in the day, was like I don't like understand why all of these super famous Italian filmmakers are put on pedestals because I watch their movies and I think they suck. Yeah. Like I just I just don't get them. Like I I feel like they don't know how to craft a movie. Well, and and and, and, and I feel and, like it's definitely it's all lost in translation and that's their style and I no, just don't get it. Well, here's here's I just it's here's one thing though that I'm I'm gonna bring up that I don't it can't be lost in translation. So this movie is called. The editor. Mm-hmm. It's about a guy who is a, an amazing, you know, an amazing editor. He ends up getting in a terrible accident. I don't even think we mentioned this yeah. terrible accident where he accidentally cuts off the fingers on his right hand. So now he's got this like leather and wood hand, mm-hmm. which looks dope, by the way. And uh, he, um, so now he's he's uh, like this B grade uh, editor because mm-hmm. he can't properly edit with this wooden hand. And so he's working on these shitty movies. There's there's an irony in uh, this movie. This this movie when they when they when when they show like this B level movie that he's working on, it looks like absolute shit. Mm-hmm. And then when they 
actually do the the real effects for the real narrative of this movie they look incredible sure. like the practical effects look incredible there but then they also work into this movie the very shitty editing of giallo movies like where the music will just randomly cut out oh yeah oh yeah this and and that's what you're like you were saying like I look at all these giallo movies and these amazing like uh, legendary Italian filmmakers and you're like I don't I don't wh- why is this put on such a pedestal you watch like um what was the mo- uh, like like phenomenon I mentioned earlier there's like a scene where it just cuts to some random like heavy metal music while this girl's tiptoeing Which through they a did fucking that in this movie too. mansion yeah and then and then the music will literally just cut Mm-hmm. three seconds before the scene is over and then it'll go to just two people talking and then it'll come back into that other scene and the heavy metal's playing again but then it'll the sound will cut in the middle like that's shit that i've never it's like the <laughs> your, your your brain has to work differently than everybody else has to understand it yeah it's as simple as that I, I don't know and the and the 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 irony of the irony of this movie being called the editor and being about a great editor and the fact that to me giallo movies are edited terribly <laughs> yep. but but they're legendary and people love them i'm just like i know i know that we probably could catch a lot of hate for oh we will. our thoughts and our thoughts on giallo i just don't get it I don't get it. It's not for I'll, us. I'll watch them, and there's there are some Giallo movies that I I have enjoyed, uh, but they they'd be like one time watches for me. I agree with you. Like They're I just not, don't. There's like Vito. Like Vito loves Deep Red. I don't, loves. Deep oh, Red. I've he, never he seen Deep it, Red. He watches it uh, often, and really well, at least more often than most. I mean, often enough to where he talks about it. Right, but right, right. The point is though, like, like I've never made it through that movie. I have fallen asleep every single time. <laughs> really? I just can't do it. Yeah. It just does nothing for me. Yeah. It's, it, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. So <laughs> where the hell were we even at in this movie? What I don't know. About it? Like, uh, there was like, like you're talking to like uh, how uh, Jala movies would, or uh, Italian movies in general. A lot of times they would just steal things from American movies mm-hmm. and they did it very blatantly. This with the shining scene. <laughs> Oh yeah, like, yeah. It's a straight up famous door scene from The Shining, like one thousand percent. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know, man. There's, um, there's a, there's, there's a blind woman. The inspector's wife is blind because of something that she sees in the beginning she, of the movie. She sees a body hanging, and this, this effect I actually thought was cool. Um, she sees the body and she starts screaming. And as they zoom out from her face, you can see the haze go over her eyes. Like she's actively going blind in front of the camera. Very something that I've seen in Jalo movies. Oh yeah, and like you mentioned earlier, the uh, the the bright blue eyes mm-hmm. in the and and that's that's what I was saying earlier. Like I feel like they trade in substance for style in Jalo mm-hmm. movies a lot. A lot of it is very cool. Because like a shot like that, mm-hmm. which is something that you've actually seen in in Giallo movies before, where like, you know, there's just this like shadowy figure standing in the middle of a room, and there's just one beam of light across their bright blue yeah, that's eyes. Cool. It's fucking cool. Yeah. But there, within the context this, the, of a full Giallo movie, it's like okay, that was cool, but the rest of the movie sucks. The Italian style of using light, I've always been a big fan of. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, like why are there neon pink and blue and green lights coming right. from other rooms? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't need to make but sense. It, it but looks, it looks cool. cool. And yeah. they did that a lot in this movie as well. Yeah. There's lots of random neon lights everywhere, uh-huh. you know, shining it. Um, <laughs> there was a scene where the inspector, the inspector has a, um, 
a secret hidden uh, homosexual uh, <laughs> storyline with the actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the only way that he can like get hard is like, is if his wife starts talking about how handsome she thinks this actor is. <laughs> And the best part is that she's blind and he puts a blindfold on her anyway, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. The and smashes like because that flashback you're saying. So in the flashback of when he was banging the uh, the actor's now girlfriend and he covered himself in mud and this yeah. and that, he sees a birthday cake, a random birthday cake over on the over on the dresser, smashes it onto her face. She's like, what the fuck? I can't no. see anything. No, she didn't no. He smashes the cake on her and she react she doesn't react at all. Well, no, she knows she totally never does. Normal. She she made a face like like what's going on right now. She she wasn't like flailing or anything, but she made a weird face and then he takes the cake and just rubs it all over himself and starts going crazy and then in the next scene they're both spotless <laughs> perfectly fine i knew that when the editor at the end he crawled so there's also this weird side story where for some reason according to the romans <laughs> what according to roman lore uh editors were like mediums between between the different realms <laughs> Because that's fucking giallo, dude. And so, why in phenomena? Like, why in phenomena? Why could she talk to fucking bugs? Like, <laughs> and so, and so, there's like this weird side story where he keeps slipping into this like other realm, mm-hmm. where it's like in inside in what the hell is it even? It's almost like he's seeing film from like he's seeing out from inside the film. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The whole, like, there's like a different dimension, basically. In it's almost film like land. it's almost like precognition, but he's in, but then at the end, he literally crawls out of a projector, mm-hmm. covered in this black goo and and shit. He's kind of cool. He looks kind of cool. In that yeah, it looked pretty kind of. Uh, yeah, it looked pretty awesome climbing out of there. And then I was like, he's gonna be spotless in the next scene. I know he is. And then he does. He runs out to the car, and he's got like a few smudges on his face. Amazing. Yeah, there was um, um the 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 scene where when he goes into because he kind of goes in and out of it. It's not just with the editing screen because there's a scene where he opens up his kitchen mirror. Yeah, and he climbs into the mirror. Uh-huh. Is that is it just me or was that a scene that was straight out of House? Didn't that same exact thing happen in House? It did. Yeah, like the exact thing. Oh yeah, yeah it did. Yeah, in the bathroom mirror. Do you think this came from? That that came from that maybe I mean it's not really that's not Jal or anything no, but a, like that was a what was that a Japanese film no was that Japanese no. or Chinese no it wasn't a Japanese movie House it was a Sean Cunningham movie oh I thought you were talking about oh I was thinking of Sweet Home no no the one with the house yeah we yeah a yeah weeks ago. yeah you're right but he literally crawls yeah he crawled through in through the and the then mirror. that like weird and that weird bat creature yeah. comes at him yeah. But it's just like a, but he basically crawls into nothing on the other side of him there's just this random window mm-hmm. floating you know but that was. That seems so oddly specific to not be an ode to yeah. it. Maybe, like, maybe it's not. But yeah, I thought, I thought that was kind of weird. That is weird. Um, I like the fact that his um, that uh, his wife is reading uh, a book called The Three Mothers, which obviously is oh. a take on the Three Mothers trilogy yeah. from Argento. Uh-huh. Um, I like that. Yeah, there's uh, I don't I don't know enough about Giallo movies to get all of the references probably there was a lot of references that i did pick up on that i get i'm yeah. guessing that this movie's just chock full of oh, yeah. other references people, that i don't even people know people way more versed in jalo would probably pick up a ton yeah um but you know what the three mothers are though right yeah it's like it's, um, it's suspiria 
uh, Inferno Ten, uh, and Tenebrae. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those are the three the three mothers. I did notice the uh, the the Latin the Latin that he was that uh, Por- Porphyry, Porphyry was speaking to had had it started with the word Tenebris. Mm-hmm. I assume that was another big giallo thing was the tarantula that kept oh, showing yeah. up at certain things. It's uh-huh. mystical tarantula that would show up whenever, you know, he was getting too close to something or right. like, it's, it's all so stupid, <laughs> but I did learn a good lesson though. What? If there's one thing that I can take away from this movie, it's, it's that I know, I know this now, a good man holds a beer. A good, good man. Holds a good a beer. man holds a beer. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And I, here I am with no beer to hold. Oh, James. I haven't had a beer for like 20 minutes. Excuse yourself. All right, we're going to take a break so James can get a beer. Yeah. Okay, we're back. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, James has a beer. We can continue the conversation I now. I spilled it on my computer. That's that's where the beer goes, right? That's where the beer goes. That's where the Ask Justin. He had enough beer spilled on his, uh, <laughs> on his computer from you over the years. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Man, I miss Justin. Yeah, I know. Not that I don't see him. I just miss him being on the show. Yeah, it's true. Um, anyway, though, yeah, like I said, uh, like you said, like after we hit the break here, you're like, I super like this movie, even though I don't like Giallo. Mm-hmm. I did too. I actually really did enjoy it. I know I shit on like, the end of it because it lost me, but for the parts that were supposed to be funny and for what they were going for, mm-hmm. I loved it. I really loved it. Yeah. Um, maybe a hair long as most, most Giallo movies are too. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I did like it. And I think that, uh, if most, you're... most Giallo movies are like an hour and 28 minutes too long. Well, yeah, because <laughs> most of them are right around an hour thirty-eight. Yeah, they, yeah, they can take, just, they can take ten minutes of yeah, shell. That's fine. Tell me, tell me everything you need to tell me in the first ten minutes. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think that if if you're a big fan of Jalo, you're gonna get a kick out of this movie. I think that if you're not, but you're familiar with Jalo, you'll get a kick out mm-hmm. of it. I if, think that if this you is... don't know anything about Jalo, you're just gonna be confused. Yeah, you'll be confused. But it might still come across as just funny because of how bad it Ridic- is. Seemingly. Ridiculous and bad it is, yeah. Um I feel like this might be a little polarizing for Giallo fans though. Like people who are actual fans of Giallo. I was like some of the reviews that I was getting, it was either people being like, Oh man, I, I love Giallo and this was like spot on one hundred percent, like an excellent parody. And then there are other people like like Mm, I love Giallo, and this was completely pointless. <laughs> that's because you have people that are because you're an of, asshole. <laughs> that's the difference between people that are militant fans of something, right. and then people that just like it as a whole. Right? Like, like people that love Giallo are not the same people that just love film. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's and then, and that's an all encompassing encompassing thing. Like, right? You can't you can't just only like one thing and then shit on everything else. You just yes, can't I, do it. Yes, I can. Well, okay. For me, it's My Little Pony. <laughs> Listen, if you're a brony, that's fine. There, we're we're in an accepting uh, culture now. <laughs> the last brony. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I like that. I would recommend it to people. I don't know. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I would. Uh, there's there's probably more I could say about it, but I think that you should just go watch it. Yep. It's, it's uh, on it's on Shutter. Five dollars a month. Just, just get it. Just get it. It's also on Tubi. It's on Tubi. And I think, and I watch it. Tubi's free, so Tubi's free. And then I also watch it on Amazon Prime. There's like a seven day trial you can do of the uh, Shout Factory TV. So shit, get it there. That's three places. And then watch um, Exterminators from the year three thousand. There you go. You can watch that. There you go. Everything's lining up for you. Your whole weekend is already lined up for you. Just do it. Coming up, Millhouse, man. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, that's uh, that's the editor from 2014. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely recommend it. It's a, it's a good, fun, funny watch. One thousand percent. Totally. Yep. Um. Yeah. Well, that's it, bud. That's uh, that's it. What are we uh, what are we doing next week? I don't What's, know. Are we what? having are we having Vita? Are we due for another Wanaverse? No, or that's what not. Are we... That's not until like the middle of next month. I y'all m- y'all need to slow your roll i just miss Vito. we got stuff to do i miss him um no so that next weekend uh is fourth of july weekend is what it is oh okay so i had the idea of doing the uh the uncle sam movies oh, those Jesus. ridiculous i think trauma movies oh, God. i think <laughs> well trauma just uh distributed them they, okay. didn't, they didn't make them okay uh we think don't hold us to it that's just kind of something that we're kicking around and then uh the following week oh we're starting. We're starting another good series. We are. Oh yes. Oh. Oh yes. Do I already know about this? Oh yes. Okay, I think I do. Because that is the uh, the official kickoff of the greatest summer summer holiday there is. Multi week holiday. A multi a multi week holiday. Is oh, it? Yeah. Is it multi week? Between the two different uh, things to do it. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh. Are you gonna say it or not? No. I'm okay, give it so away. you're just gonna be weird well, and vague. Give it away. Okay. Um. <laughs> And then we will have Vito back it's on the, next month, it's obviously. The, it's for... the Orca series. Ah, uh, yes. Orca the Killer Whale. <laughs> um, and uh, I think next week we will be doing our first crossover podcast. Yeah. We, well, um, we've done a crossover podcast before where we had another podcast on our podcast. But correct. But we correct. are going on... We are, we are going on the uh, the bloody good film podcast. We'll be going on the bloody good film podcast to uh, to argue how you say Christopher Lambert's name. Yeah, it's that's gonna I, that's gonna basically be an hour and a half. I think of that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it because I I came prepared. Here's the bright side: we're we're recording it audio only, so we don't have to look at him. Oh, good. So that's God. Good. I was afraid I was going to have to look at Josh's face for like a whole hour and a yeah, half, I mean, and I, I, would, I, would, I wasn't look at, looking forward. to I that. would look at Jesse. Oh, of he's, course. He's, he's pretty enough. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's just like fucking Josh, though. So, <laughs> so we'll be on there. They um they record ahead of time, so I'm not sure when they're going to be record, uh, uh, releasing that episode because they kind of they they bank uh, some episodes to do in the future. So I don't know when this is going to actually be released for them, but we are recording that this week uh, coming up here. Hope they're okay with starting at three in the morning because that's how we do it around here. <laughs> what are we watching with them? Uh, uh, the the fortress, fortress movies. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Movies, it's gonna be yeah. fun. <laughs> I've never seen the second one. I've only ever seen the first. And isn't Christopher? Lambert. Lambert? Yeah, he's in both. In he's, both? He's in both. So yeah. it will spark a lively debate. Oh, yes, it will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, looking forward to that next week and then, uh, you know, whatever we do for our own bullshit show. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So, All right. Uh, until next uh, until next week, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzz to Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzz to Kill PC. Hey, send us a message. Be fun. Hey. Um, also, uh, we are on all every major streaming site. All Pretty every. Much wherever you get podcasts, we're there. Yeah. So if you can, uh, leave a message, a star rating. Leave us uh, five stars in a comment if you want. Or, you know, if you're being honest, leave us uh, two stars. Do whatever you want because you're an adult and you can make those decisions. That's right. That's right. Damn Unless it. you're not. And then ask your mommy. Yeah, if you're like 14, five stars all the way through. Also, if you're 14, why the fuck are you listening to us? Yeah, go to sleep, you little fuck. Yeah, I know we started this with like to catch a predator and stuff like that, but (laughs) this is not your show. (laughs) Do you want a cookie? Because this isn't the place to get one, you little bitch. Go to sleep. 
All right. Uh, until next week. We'll eat your pizza. <laughs> God. Oh, the pizza, yeah. All right. We got to go. Cheers, bud. James is losing it. See you. Uh, have a good night.